welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I'm David Bax. Tyler Smith is on assignment. So we are going to get to our our guest and our um, our uh, our topic very quickly. But first, I want to just right off the bat tell you about TweakedAudio.com earbuds. TweakedAudio.com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. Tyler and I use them each and every day of our lives. Um, today I usually call this up beforehand and I didn't think to do that today. I re-listened to the album I recommended last week, Forever Glade by Worm. Um, today I would say I listened to an album. I listened to a black metal album from last year by a band called Grima, G-R-I-M-A, maybe Grima. I'm not sure. And, well, uh, it's, sorry, I'm. No, I'm not introduced. If that's okay. It's Grima, it, I assume it's a Lord of the Rings reference. Grima Wormtongue. Oh, okay. Character. I didn't know that. Well, maybe you can tell me the album on their band camp is uh-huh. called Rotten Garden. And it has a song on it called Rotten Garden. The uh-huh. same album on Spotify, boo, Spotify, whatever, um, is called Rotting Garden. And mm. it has a song on it called Rotting Garden. It's the same. It's the same. They just like <laughs> it's named differently on their Bandcamp than it is on their Spotify. I'm not sure how that happened. I do. You really want to know? <laughs> yeah, tell me how that happened. I believe there's these audio distributors. Uh, there's a there's a couple very big ones. I only know this because I have a an unsuccessful band. Um. Yeah, you just said you definitely have time to. What's your band's name? Spectre Exits. Spectre Exits. Yeah. But yeah, so you use these services and um, you provide all the information and then they'll send it out to iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, Amazon, Mm -hmm. whatever you want. You can opt in or out from any service you want. Bandcamp, I don't think is included. So it's probably just a matter of a separate upload so whoever did the bandcamp upload uh change the title or vice versa or vice versa yeah well in any case it's uh, a really good album uh grima or what did you say grima grima no, grima grima and it's either called rotten garden or rotting you know garden. you don't uh, played by the great uh 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 brad dorif brad dorif yes yeah that's right no it's been a long time since i've seen uh, Lord of the Rings. Last time I watched it was when Tyler and I did our marathon commentary session uh, for all three theatrical cuts of the Lord of the Rings. Wow, I was uh, about to ask if you did the extended. <laughs> uh, no, it was already going to be like a you know a very long day. Um, yeah, but uh, you can find those commentaries at battleshipretention.com or you if you're if you subscribe at a certain level at uh, Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/battleshipretention, you'll you'll get them. So. Um, Anyway, so the that Grima album sounded great on my tweakedaudio.com earbuds that are available at a low, low price at tweakedaudio.com. But if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one third off that low, low price and no shipping charges. So please go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code pretension. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, 
accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, we're back. And if you hadn't guessed uh, from, from his voice, uh, uh, from having been on the podcast before, our guest, uh, once again, um, my old uh, co-host of previously on a show by uh, a podcast about television, Sean Ingram. Hello, Sean. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, Music is back. Music is back. Music is back. Because we're talking about music today. That's right. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, but also in the larger picture, let's just get into it. If okay. You don't mind. Yeah. Didn't you feel, well, I don't want to speak for you, but didn't you feel that uh, the needle drops or the pop music soundtracks were, I don't know, improved or, well, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm keeping an eye more of an ear out for them because I—that's I, always it's part of how I watch movies. But I just felt like this year there was more to choose from when it came time to make this list, and you invited me back on the show. Yeah, yeah, this is what we're doing as part of our uh, uh, long lead up to our uh, me and Tyler doing our top ten movies of. 2021 and just recapping the year we are uh, this is the second year in a row we've done best needle drops of the previous year so best needle drops in movies from 2021 and uh yeah you'd be a better authority than i would on that because this was the first year that i have kept a running list all year um and yeah i did there like so we did um I'm assuming we're uh, we you know you and I didn't actually hammer this out. I'm assuming we're doing the same format as last year, five each. Sure. Um, and I'm planning on going in alphabetical order based on movie title, uh, but that's not uh, what we have to do. It's just what I'm doing. Uh, and I would say, as the year went on, there are there are songs in entire entire movies that I was like, well this is going to be on the list when we talk about the needle drops, and now it's not. not like it's right. it's either an honorable mentions or what it is is. If you get to one before I do, then I will swap in <laughs> something else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was I was about to say I'm I have a long list. I, I know my top picks, but I might I might slide some in or out depending on on what you pick. As well. uh, yeah, and we'll and we'll definitely make room for some honorable mentions at the end. Um, so uh, yeah, this was a this was a good year. Um, I would say, oh, major teaser because I can't say it on the podcast I, uh, at all. But I have seen a 2022 movie that already has uh, oh. some great contenders for for needle drops, um, but it's uh, not something I can talk about yet. Um, but uh, yeah, that's me bragging that I get to see movies before people sometimes. Do you do that a lot? Uh, not as often as I used to. Yeah, it used to be like a running thing on the BP Movie Journal. Oh, where yeah. I would like mention yeah. like, well, I saw something else, but I'm under embargo. It was like a running thing that I would always do. I don't, I don't do that as often anymore. So um, you take the, those, the movie journals are main feed, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you the were TV on the journals or Patreon, if you were on a Patreon episode, would you talk about it or would you, do you take that embargo that serious? I would take that embargo. That's that, that, that seriously yeah. just cause, uh, I mean, this is a sad truth. Like, They'll cut it, you off. Yeah. And also it's like a dick move to do to other P 
people who are oh yeah like also embargoed yeah because it actually like weirdly just happened today and like no one knows whom to blame um but the review embargo for the channing tatum co-directed film dog which comes out this week or i guess by the time you're hearing this has just come out a couple days ago uh I don't know if someone bro- broke the embargo and everyone just followed suit or if they're like other people are saying like, no, the publicists weren't clear on what the embargo was, but it was like kind of a big thing on like film critic Twitter today of like um, reviews going up like 12 hours before other like reviewers thought they were allowed. And uh, yeah, but, but it is, so it's a, uh, it's an ongoing thing. This, this, this embargo thing. Um, but uh, what's not embargoed is my opinion on, these movies that we're going to talk about um so i will uh kick things off i think or would you rather you're the guest i guess i should give you like the no, you, you coin go toss. Ahead. You okay go ahead. uh i'm gonna kick, i teased on when scott uh scott and i did his um his best movies of 2021 podcast he mentioned multiple needle drops from last night in soho and there are so many in that movie that he didn't even mention the one or maybe two um that i want to mention uh, in here so i'm going to start with one this actually kind of reminds me like sean i remember last year on the podcast you picked a scene from the nest that was actually like a dance club scene or a nightclub mm-hmm. scene that was actually two songs right uh, yeah, you were yeah. counting it as one so i'm going to count uh that in uh in last night in in, in soho uh there's kind of a clever um uh use of two songs when when they go to the halloween party um it starts off with the song there's a ghost in my house by R. Dean taylor yep and that's when they're having a good time and then when things start to get scary at the halloween dance it switches to a great song happy house by susie and the banshees so it's kind of funny that yeah. ghost in my house is the happy one <laughs> right. and then happy house is the scary one yeah but i i, I uh, it was a great uh, like you know like that, that movie's uh full of great needle drops. Um, and that was a, a, a clever use of two songs that both have house in the title and also kind of like, um, I, I don't know, is it maybe I'm overthinking this, but like kind of a reclamation of happy house because like it was sampled in the weekend's glass tables like 10 years ago. And then he did glass tables with the happy house sample at the super bowl last right. year. Right. And maybe think, like, yeah. I wonder if there's a part of like Edgar Wright being like, I want to remind people what that sample is from. <laughs> right. That's very possible. Sure. Yeah. Um, before we move on, do you have any from last night in Soho? Cause I had an honorable mention from that, but I don't want to step on it. If it's yours. No, go for it. I mean, okay. I definitely looked at it, but, uh, so the, the other one that I wanted wanted to mention more, it, it's a good use of a of a decent song, but more, I think a a, a better case for like rescuing a, a song. He uses the original version of "Got My Mind Set on You" yeah. by by James Ray, um, and it's the like the second night that uh, I'm so bad at character names. Is it Ellie who like she's eager yeah. to like fall asleep because she knows she's gonna like wake up in the '60s, right, so right. she's like, "I got my mind." She's like excited about it, but like. Uh, it's a decent, like the original got my mind set on you is a pretty decent song, but uh, I like that. It's that version because it rescues the song from the reputation of George Harrison's yeah. got my mind set on you, which might like to me, that song challenges simply having a wonderful Christmas time for worst thing made by an ex Beatle. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I hate George Harrison's version of got my mind set on you. Uh, yeah, so I like hearing great. the James, the James Ray version. 
Um, so yeah, uh, unless you had anything else to say about George Harrison and got my mindset on you, uh, but we can move on no. to you. No. Um, well, uh, I guess I'll go alphabetically as well. Yeah. Why not? Um, I know this is going to be on your list. I mean, okay. So <clears throat> licorice pizza. I did not include it's in my honorable mentions. There's really? th- that, that's how many great, like, okay. Uses of songs are this year. I, I have two choices from licorice pizza. I wonder um, if they're the same too. Um, let me go. I'll, I'll just, I'll just go with the heavy hitter, the big one. Uh, and that's speaking of the Beatles, Paul McCartney's let me roll it at Paul McCartney and wings. I should say, um, yeah, that's the, I know you don't do spoilers, but that's right after the Sean Penn sequence okay. yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, that's not a big, yeah, no, yeah, no, big, big not, spoiler, yeah, yeah. no details, okay. but yeah. And then, well, what's your, what, what are, what's your, uh, I have an honorable mention too, but. Well, I had, so I had two, my, my heavy hitter was button your mind by Sonny and Cher, which is, uh, used, um, there's a lot of running in licorice pizza. A lot of people have yes. pointed that out. A lot of songs. The lot first of time in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Even. The first time the two characters, Alana and Gary are running together when they're like, they're running away from the police station right. where Gary was like detained. Yeah. And the, that's the Sonny and Cher one that kicks it. So that's kind of the big, obvious one for me. The yeah, more, um, the one that like really just made my ears perk up. Cause it's a song that I love is uh, Seven Rooms of Doom by the Four Tops, which is uh, when the waterbed business is kind of going out of business and they're packing up the waterbed store. It's uh, right. Uh, yeah. Seven. Wait, did I say uh, Seven Rooms of Gloom is what I meant to say. I realizing that I, I wrote it down as Seven Rooms of Doom, but it, the song is called Seven Rooms of Gloom, right? Maybe he uh, says them both in the song and I can't remember now. Um, but uh, anyway, those are my two. What else did you have from Liquor's Pizza? Uh, I had a song from a band I don't even like, but uh, there's a montage to the Doors Peace Frog. That's wow. kind of great. Okay, yeah, I don't. I need to see Licorice Pizza again. There were so yeah, many. I only saw I, it once too, but yeah. um, so far, but yeah. Um, uh, weirdly, the guy has an ear. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I guess maybe I'm gonna find ways to like work honorable mentions in as they come up in relation to other things because there was another another four tops. Um, a more obvious one, my favorite four top song is Bernadette and in uh, don't look up while they're like making the, uh, uh, that fu- yeah, I know it's not a very good movie, but like while they're making the final like dinner that they all dinner, have together yeah, yeah. while they're cooking, while Rob Morgan comes in, they're listening to the four tops and, and uh, it's, it's a nice, nice moment. It's a, the Bernadette is one of my favorite songs of all time. See, uh, yeah, I'm more of a, the movie displeased me so much that I don't know. I felt it didn't deserve the song and it made me angry. Yeah. Well, there's, I don't know how you, when you were like, I have vague and only in my mind rules for this list in terms of like, oh, yeah, I got rules. How, yeah. Like how much can a song be called attention to, to count? Yeah. Because there's also the whole scene and don't look up where there was into till then by the Mills brothers, which I like, when I was in like high school had on like a CD of 
like golden oldies or, or whatever. And so I knew that song and there's a, but like they're listening to it in the car and Leonardo DiCaprio has a whole monologue about the backstory of this song till then. Mm-hmm. And to me that disqualified it from being a needle drop because it was yeah, too much. So yeah. 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 Good call. Uh, all right. So um, anything else from the curse pizza? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a ton, <laughs> but uh, we can move on. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'll move on to not, this isn't quite as bad because I don't like the doors either. I'm also not a huge Janis Joplin fan, to be honest. Same. Um, but uh, sometimes I have to just count just how well a song is used. Um, and in Parallel Mothers, Penelope Cruz's character is named Janice. And there's a part where she's talking to the younger, I forget the actress's name, who plays the other mother, the younger mother. And they're looking at a picture of Penelope Cruz's mother who named her Janice. And she's telling the story about being named Janice. And the song Summertime by Janice Joplin is playing. Um, and then, yeah, like this is somewhere where I... I will like uh, tread lightly on spoilers. That scene of them talking while they're looking at this this photograph then transitions into something a little more classically Almodovari, uh, and the song continues over the next section of the scene. It's a great use of the scene and very. Uh, uh, I guess it comes close because they are talking about Janis Joplin, but the song is not. They're not listening to the song. The song is on. It's non diegetic. Right. I was about to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't gone to that one yet. It's it is on my list. I uh, yeah, I went to see it in. Uh, I've only like as Omicron is starting to fade. Yeah, I'm only kind of getting back into the habit of like going to the movies every once in a while, and so I actually went to the theater here in North Hollywood to see uh, to see Parallel Mothers. Worth it. There were only like five people in the whole theater. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, all right, what's next for you? Next for me, I think I feel free to cut this silence. Um, <laughs> Hopefully the listeners heard me taking a big gulp of my water <laughs> during the silence. Yeah. Um, should we do a souvenir part two? Another one like Liquor's Pizza that has so many candidates, but didn't actually make my list, but you How give me a... this? <laughs> this is shocking. I'm shocked. Okay, well, I think this comes to like the question of, are we picking these, like how much are we picking them based on how much we like the songs or how much we like the way the song is used? I think I tend to lean toward the latter. And so like souvenir has a bunch of great songs, but hey, other, I, I other movies like... use their songs. Hey, I, Chose, I gave the doors their propers. And yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, so what did yeah, you pick I mean, from yeah, the souvenir it, part two? Um, well, yeah, that's another movie um, with a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, like much like all our picks so far. Big, Last Night in Soho, Licorice Pizza, Souvenir Part Two. They're all great music movies so far. I think for me, it's a very short one, but um, there's a moment right after she asks her editor played by what's his name joe alwyn is that it uh oh yeah 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 um she asks uh, oh, as, he, as he's known in this podcast it boy joe alwyn <laughs> that, that's okay. a long long time years old running joke on this podcast 
Got it. Um, yeah, and then there's the sequence. Um, it's just kind of like um, these these uh, shots of a garden or nature. I think they're from her parents' house. It's kind of a visual motif to the whole movie. Um, but the song is Talk Talks. Uh, it's getting late in the evening. Um, and that's uh, it's just like a, it's like a B-side from them. And I think what strikes me, other than being a, a beautiful piece of music, is that, you know, like the entire movie, uh, it's clearly personal. Like, hmm. I don't think, I don't get the impression that a music supervisor came to Joanna Hogg and was like, Hey, check out this talk, talk song. I feel like, or, or, you know, whatever, whatever other songs are in the movie. And there's a bunch of great ones. Um, I feel like uh, almost everything would have to be from her own collection or from her own memory or, you know, personal favorites. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, I don't know if this was intentional, if this is your experience or, or, or just my own personal awareness, but I, so I rewatched the souvenir right before I watched the souvenir part two. And I felt like I there were, um, yeah, I felt like the souvenir part, part two had fewer like big songs. Like, Oh yeah. You know what like I mean? Hit, like, hit, like fewer hits widely known. Yeah. Yeah. The part one has like the pretenders and it has, I'm trying to know what's playing at the party. That's like a song that everyone knows. It's like a, thompson twin song or something i can't remember what it is like the party um, at the end of the movie no no it's like earlier in the movie uh in the first one i'm saying um, oh okay oh it has yeah. it had, but like I, I feel like part two had more i don't know I, I was gonna say it had more deep cuts but part one has plenty of deep cuts too which is deep cuts yeah part two just had fewer like blockbuster songs yeah that's um, true. the I one that stood out that. to me um there's a little uh montage in the movie of when they're building like the film sets for her her like thesis film yeah and it's yeah. uh sometimes by erasure yeah that's a good um, one too yeah and i've had i guess i've had erasure kind of on the mind with someone recently because they like a whole a whole bunch of 80s like right they're british bad. like right. bands have come back and i would say erasure's music has been erasure's new music has been better than the new music from a lot of these other uh, uh, other bands. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. All right. So, I guess we're on to another one for me. Okay. And I am going to pick the... the. I, I feel like we've... Um, we've been favoring older songs. We've been favoring, like, period pieces. Um, so, I'm going to pick one that's a, a, a more recent song. And this is from uh, the, the French film... Titan. I'm, I've been told sure. by listeners how you pronounce it. Uh, and the song is Lighthouse by Future Islands. And it's um, after the uh, firemen in the movie have had a particularly rough day and they like blow off some steam in the firehouse and they're uh, dancing to the Future Islands song. Yeah, just vibing out to Future Islands. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> that's, a, that's a good one. That's a really good one. That was on my honorable mentions list. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel. I mean, there's a couple of there's because there's an the like end of the day like firehouse party. There are actually like two of them in the movie, and the other one is more like it's more like house music or something. I, I didn't. I don't remember what it was uh, in the other one. I didn't even bother looking it up, writing it down. But the 
the the uh, lighthouse, the fire future yeah, yeah. one is the uh, one yeah, that stood out. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what's your third one? I guess. Um. You know what? I'm gonna do it, <laughs> and I'll say, um, Spencer, the the Mike and the Mechanic song at the very end. I think it's the only. Yeah. Is that, is that the only pop song in the movie? Uh, I think there's so, There's a lot yeah. of music, but it's all by Johnny Greenwood. A uh, very good score by Johnny Greenwood. And the, yeah. But then at the, at the very end, um, with her and her children, um, they go on a little drive. Yeah. And, um, and she orders, I love that. <laughs> I'm sure this is extremely commonplace, but they go to a drive-thru and she goes, uh, chicken times three, or no, chicken three times French fries three yeah. times yeah it's, yeah and they uh, like and then they ask for her last name which like maybe i don't yeah. know yeah, yeah. drive throughs in the uk in the 80s maybe you had to do that uh, yeah, your last know. name for the order um yeah that was actually on my honorable mentions as well and i think it's um fitting to the movie that i think this is the only um time you hear pop music because yeah. i think i i feel like all of the all of the music, all the Johnny Greenwood music, the movie seems to take place almost entirely like in her head. It's this very like uh, cerebral, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, um, psychological freakout breakdown type of movie. And I feel like that moment at the end when she's free, she's away from the royal fam- family. She's just got her kids. She's got. She's driving with the top down, even though it's fucking December and it's probably freezing. <laughs> yeah. That's the first thing I thought. Yeah. Um, uh, that's the first time that the music in the real world matches what's going on in her head because she's yeah. free. She's, she's away. So she can listen to yeah, that, it's a, that corny Mike and mechanic song and sing along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of songs we like or don't like, I don't particularly like this song, Yeah, but I, I think it, it fits the moment well and obviously fits the period. Yeah. But yeah, it, and it's, but yeah, it's a, it is corny, but it's such a, it's like she can breathe and the audience can breathe because the Johnny Greenwood music is so, you know, there's a lot of tension in it and claustrophobia. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. It's very well done. He's um, a, um, uh, Pablo Lorraine, right? Uh, yeah. 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 He's very good with music. He doesn't tend to use a lot of pop music, but I think, uh, the, the music in his movies is very good. Uh, you, I, your list last year had a yeah, song from Emma, Emma, Emma you um, uh, something I was going to say about, well, <laughs> I'll never be able to extricate Mike and the mechanics anymore from the joke on the British office that Mike and the mechanics are Gareth's favorite band of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Tim is like more just nonplussed by that than like, yeah. it was like, <laughs> like a, in all the history of music, uh, I might toss in another honorable mention here, another like someone singing along in the car to a song, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Do you have this song from The Lost Daughter? Did you see The Lost Daughter? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, well, um, Olivia Coleman, who's in, in her own way a very not like at ease in the world type of person, a moment of freedom when she's driving around her rental car in, in, in Greece and singing along to People Like Us by The Talking Heads, the, mm. the song from David Byrne's True Stories. Um, a song yeah. I have loved for many, many years. A better, uh, better movie than soundtrack, I would say. It's got some good songs on it. Yeah. Um, Speaking of uh, Talking Heads, it's not on my list or my honorable mentions. But did 
Did you see the the most recent Spider-Man film? No. Oh. Okay. Well, Ezimbra. Really? Yes. Is is has a very prominent placement on the soundtrack. Wow. Yeah. That's a it great was kind song. of it was kind yeah. of cool. I mean, you know, a big budget. I don't know. Like, is it the number one movie money maker in history yet? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it might be. It is, but yeah, uh, yeah. I was. As a needle drop, I didn't love it, but I was impressed. They put they put it in there. I guess. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. a great song. And I think did you see American Utopia? And this is going back to 2020. We're we're allowed to talk about 2020 films a little bit. Did you see David Bird's American Utopia? Oh the, uh, yeah 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 I did yeah because he does Ezimbra and that too, right? Am I wrong? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. You maybe. I, then again, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I can't. I wouldn't speak with authority on it. It's also possible that back old... when I saw American Utopia, I oh, also like rewatched Stop Making Sense uh, right yeah. after, <laughs> and I know it's in these. It's in Stop Making Sense, so I'm probably just like conflating. Yeah, uh, that. Uh, all right, am I up next? Um, yeah, I think you're up next. My number number four. Uh, all right, well, this is a deep cut of a movie. This is a um, a sports documentary about a, a Japanese women's uh, volleyball team. And the movie is called The Witches of the Orient. Uh, and it's directed by uh, a documentarian named Julian Furrow, who tends to make these, like, what you would call, like, artsy sports documentaries. He made the uh, John McEnroe uh, documentary a few years ago called, um, what's it called? Uh, in, the, in the Something of Perfection, in the Realm of Perfection, something like that. And that, he, like, entirely soundtracked that movie with Sonic Youth music. Um, oh. The Witches of the Orient has a few montages in it that are like practically music videos. They're like full songs. Um, and a couple of them are actually set early. One of them, basically uh, Jason Little from Granddaddy wrote original songs for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not picking one of those. Um, what I'm picking is the, 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 the montage that like illustrates how rigorous this volleyball team's practice regimen was isn't an entire a, a montage set to the entirety of the song machine gun by portishead oh which, shit yeah that's, one of, that's like a i don't i couldn't put a number on it but that's one of my favorite songs period really yeah um and that's all, that that's entire all, that entire album is three or whatever it's called yeah or third is it called third I never forget. I mean, the cover um, is just a three. Yeah. Okay. But um, here's I never how. Remember rather. Yeah. Here's how old I am that I think of that third. as it is third. Okay. I think of that as like, oh, that's the new Portishead. But <laughs> more time it's, has passed since third came out than had passed between like yeah. dummy and third. Yeah, which is a bummer. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm glad you like that song. It's a great moment you should check out the witches of the orient yeah did i did i interrupt you what is the montage did you summarize the montage yeah it's it's their their rigorous practice oh that's right yes. yeah yeah practice yeah yeah so you're just okay. seeing like I, uh, the, yeah so they um, makes me want to see the movie that's yeah you're seeing footage exciting. from the practice but also the title witches from the orient comes from the like the this japanese women's volleyball team was so popular that there became like an anime series about them so he's like cutting fat practice footage and uh, and stuff along with like 
scenes from the anime series and it's all set to machine gun uh it's super cool Fantastic. all right yeah love it love yeah it. uh number four for you um okay i'm gonna do this um and feel free to disqualify <laughs> if you want i'm gonna pick from the velvet underground okay the song Venus and Furs by the Velvet Underground. So basically the movie starts, there's a bit of a montage. Uh, I know you saw the movie, but yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, there's a bit of a montage and like, uh, of what, like pop cultural things and historical things and some music. I'm not, yeah, I'm not summarizing it well, but you know, it's a lead up. And then the, the title drop, uh, you know, you get that viola, the Venus and Furs viola starts up and the title drops and it's one of the, I don't know, it just made me so happy. And it was, it's great, uh, great deployment of the song. And, um, it was great to see. And, um, I just love the way he used it. Yeah. I, I, it's I, a great I would, documentary. It is a great documentary. I, I would argue that that's, um, no, I would not argue against you. Uh, picking that. that specifically because uh and people who listen when i talked about the velvet underground um movie on the movie journal will hear me i'll be repeating myself here but most documentaries about musical artists and musicians i often feel like this doesn't bring anything to me I, that just listening should. to the music right would. why watch the movie when I can <laughs> yeah listen to the records whereas the Todd Haynes' Velvet Underground, like it feels like the Velvet Underground at the times that it's that 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 it's that it's detailing it, it. It actually it is experiential. It's not just illustrating the Wikipedia page. You know, it yeah. it, uh, it it feels like the Velvet Underground, and uh, totally. Uh, so I would say that that's a really good use of the song. As I would say, almost pretty much every song he uses in the movie is uh, yeah is yeah, well used. I mean, yeah. Totally agree. All right. Well, we're on to my number five. And this is a, a, a movie that kind of like, it's not like the souvenir and liquor's pizza, like uh, announced themselves and last night in Soho is like having a lot of needle drops, but kind of low key a movie with a ton of good needle drops. And it is the worst person in the world. This is on my list. Okay. I wonder if it's you also have my, the same. My next... Yeah. Go, go. Okay. For it. Did you pick the Todd Rundgren song? It was my honorable mention. Uh, okay, so it's uh, Healing Part One, and um, it's the uh, she's gone to a sort of lake house to visit the family of the guy she's dating. Is that what it is, or is it yeah, her family? Or friends? I can't remember. Yeah, family, friend, whatever. And like the night before, there was like they had had a fun party, but then like the couple who owned the place and it sort of devolves into like a drunken argument and they've gone to bed and like heard this mm-hmm. argument. It was like clearly a big night of a long range of emotions. And then the next morning she's like outside by the dock, like enjoying a cup of coffee and just looking at people. And it's a, it's a peaceful reflective moment um, after a bittersweet night set to healing part one by Todd Rundgren. Yeah, that, yeah. Love it. It was on my, it's on my honorable mentions for sure. No, mine, um, my number five is also the worst person in the world. 
Okay. And it is the the song is let me make sure I got the title right. Okay. Uh Back to Dungaree High. Yes. By Turbo Negro. Yes. R.I.P. Um uh no, I'm forgetting his name. The guy from Turbo Negro who passed away. Yeah. This past year. I also don't know his name. Apologies. Condolences to his family. Yeah. Um, I'll look it up on you. Uh, yeah, please do. Um, yeah, so uh, briefly, um, basically said boyfriend is, he gets sick later in the movie. She goes to visit him in the hospital, and we see, uh, first we see him listening to, head. he's got headphones on and he's air drumming. But then uh, it goes, it kind of shifts to his perspective and you hear the music. He's tapping his, tapping his uh, foot and he's, he's, he's going for, he's air drumming like a champ. And like the, ca- the camera is like, it's really cool. Uh, the camera kind of follows him as he's like hitting the symbols. Um, yeah. If you remember that. And yeah, it's just a really, it's, you know, a short sequence, but it's really cool. And I liked I don't know if you can convincingly like people engage with music in all kinds of ways, but if you can convincingly like put that across in a movie, like in that, which that moment really does. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just wonderful. And that's, um, yeah. I mean, the guy's sick and that's kind of a, he's finding joy where he can basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's cool to hear, hear, Turbo Negro in a movie. Yeah. Well, like it's a Norwegian movie and they're a Norwegian band. So right. maybe the, it might, it, that maybe might be a much better there. known song uh, there. Uh, Hank Von Hell was his name. He died in November of just this past November. He had oh, just yeah. passed away. Um, did you, were you, as a drummer, did you feel a particular uh, connection <laughs> to that scene? Is that, yes, I love it. Yep. stuck out to you. Yeah. Uh, the only, uh, the other song from Worst Person in the World. And I don't know, I'm always on the fence about whether to include a song that plays over the end credits because that feels a little too obvious a moment for a needle drop. But the um, Waters of March by Art Garfunkel starts right. during the final sequence and then continues into the end credits. And it's a, <laughs> yeah, uh, I've never been a big Art Garfunkel guy, but I liked, and I, I liked that song. I've listened, I've gone and listened to that song now more because I liked it in the movie and, uh, uh, so I guess that's a good view. Yeah, that's a good one too. And um, not really on my list, but there's a nice. Um, there's this guy Otto A. Totland who does just like piano pieces, and and one of his, one of his is in there, and that's a nice uh, deployment too. So yeah, another movie with a lot of great needle drops. Uh, well, that's it. We did our five, I guess. I guess we did our five. And I managed to cover most of my honorable mentions. I do have um, two more, but uh, I'll start with one. I'm going to save the other one in case it's one of yours because you and I actually talked about it. So I'll start with um, uh, Here Comes the Rain Again by Eurythmics uh, in House of Gucci. The the first wow. time that Maurizio and Patrizia visit New York when it's like all happy and they're um, they're 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 having fun and and Al Pacino's character is kind of like wooing them, showing them the glamorous side of being a a, a Gucci, and then they have that kind of funny slash sexy scene where he like 
she's taking a bath and he like in his full suit, like starts making out with her and then just like falls into the bathtub with her. And it's all set to, uh, uh here comes the rain again by, uh, Eurythmics. Good song. Uh, did you see house of Gucci? <clears throat> I did not see couch okay. house of Gucci. No, I, I'm, I'm a defender, Should but I? I, like I said, I'm a defender. But, okay. <laughs> uh, if you're going to see a Ridley Scott movie from 2021, the last two, see, see. Yeah, yeah, but th- I like them both. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Wild that he, that he got two movies out in a year. Yeah. Yeah. What is he? Woody Allen. <laughs> Woody Allen also has had a movie come out. Just had a movie come out, but good luck finding, I guess, yeah. in theaters in America. I heard something about, something related to nfts in that movie and i was like nope i did not hear about that part of it no yeah it was like an nft film festival or something and the movie is about a film festival is yeah the movie is about a film festival i yeah. think from what i understand it's like you know a lot of these artists get you know quote unquote canceled and then they make art about getting canceled that's like defensive um, and shitty you know, yeah, like sure. like Louis C.K.'s comedy post his cancellation. <laughs> right. Um, so that, that's my understanding of what Rifkin's festival is. is it's kind of like Woody Allen, Woody Allen's anger at the like sort of film community for ostracizing him. I don't know if that's true. Wow. That's uh, um, you know what? I'm I'm never going to see this. So. <laughs> uh, what honorable mentions do you want to? I, actually, I mean, out. I actually have a bunch that I could mention. Um, okay, well, then I'll, I'll just mention one more that's probably on your list, and then I'll toss it, it to you for that. Is it? It's uh, strange, by, strange by Wire. Oh, from, no. Come on, come on. Well, you and I, because uh, Wire are also in Souvenir Part wire 2. Wire are also in the Souvenir, yeah. Yeah, Souvenir Part 2, the song Pink Flag, and then, yeah, the song Strange, uh, both from the album Pink Flag. Um, uh, which is also, it's a nice... Um, I, I, I like... You know, like like I talked about with Peril Mothers, when one song is like a transition from two different things. So like mm-hmm. Strange starts like after yes, Walking Phoenix and the Kid have had like and like sort of opening up heart to heart or whatever, yeah. and then they're like walking on the street, and then they're like in his apartment wrestling and like mm-hmm. having fun and just being goofy, and it the song continues. It's a nice yeah. use of the that song. All right, so now you just uh, the the field is yours. All right. uh, Yeah, let's do, let's try to do this quick. Um, Oh yeah. You mentioned to to tan um, really should have mentioned um, she's not there by the zombies. Oh yeah. That's a very good scene. That's when they kind of the, the firefighter is, is sort of dancing with our main character and then it turns into a, turns into a fight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But I won't get into it. Um, what else? This one kind of breaks my rules, but I, I like it anyway. Um, did you see the suicide squad? I did not. Okay. So, um, do you know the song, the, uh, people who died by the Jim Carroll band? Of course. From, uh, the basketball diaries is the yeah. song that I always think of. That's the movie I associate with that song. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he uses that song and it's like, it's very, I don't know if the, I don't know if glib is the right word, but it's basically a montage of like people who died in the movie. It's right at the beginning, but I, oh. I don't know. It, it comes across for whatever reason. And I liked it. Um, and, and, and it breaks my rules only in the, because I don't know, 
for multiple reasons, but one of them is that that's like a personal song for him about real people. And then he's using it to talk about fake superheroes or whatever, but I don't know. Sometimes you break the rules and it works. So, and so, yeah, sometimes the song just, I remember when, when Natalie and I were like picking the songs for our uh, wedding for different like moments of our wedding, we were like, stop. We were like, we had to stop ourselves from getting to like, Oh, but is this song actually? Cause like the, um, speaking of the velvet underground, the song that she and I walked back after you're married and you walk back up the aisle, like the first song, whatever mm-hmm. was, um, pale blue eyes, mm-hmm. which is like a song about like an affair, <laughs> you know? And it felt <laughs> oh, like, were, it felt weird to be like, this is our, like, we're celebrating being wed. Do we want yeah. to do it to a song about an affair? It's but just it's, such a nice song. It's a nice, pretty song. Yeah. 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 Don't overthink it too much. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. Where was I? Oh, um, no, I mentioned, I mentioned it. Uh, I was talking over you a little, I think, but Hannah Montana and Zola, which I get, might be a 2020 movie by your standards. It definitely is. Cause I saw it. You saw in it in January 2020. of 2020 oh, at Sundance. Wow. No shit. So yeah, I saw it over two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's just a fun. That's just fun. They're just in the car singing along. Uh Nicholas Braun has his phone out and is yeah. Yeah. I think there's a good chance that if I considered that a 2021 movie, it would have that would have made my made list. list yeah. yeah. Um The Nighthouse. Um, I just like the song, but the the Calvary Cross is by Richard and Linda Thompson. Is is I think they play it four or five times at different points in that movie. Uh, it was clearly like, um, you know, the, the movie's about a couple and the husband has shot himself and uh, the wife is grieving. Clearly, it was a song of theirs or was important to them. Some and that's a song that like comes on late yeah, at night. Okay. Exactly, so yeah. yes. another movie, not to keep bragging, another movie I saw at Sundance in 2020. 2020. So it's, it's been a long time since I saw <laughs> yeah, the night. Ends, but a, I, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I think pretty, pretty effectively used. Um, and then not a needle drop at, at all, but I'm, okay. I want to mention it anyway, cause it's just so fucking great. Um, the first song in a net. So Amy, so may we start. Um, yeah. by Sparks and the cast. Yeah. Um, yeah, the whole opening. Yeah, it's just great. Yeah, that is a great, great part. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to actually ask you um, how you feel about songs written for movies. I guess in a musical, it's a different thing. But like, so there's a movie that's coming out. Um, well, yeah. Uh, oh, go I'm going to put a... no. I'll come back. Go ahead. So I, there's I a, have... there's a movie that's coming out in a few couple weeks uh, called after Yang and um, Mitski wrote an original song for the movie. And within, um, within the body of the movie itself, you only hear the song for like five seconds, but it's a very important five seconds. And then the song plays over the end credits, mm-hmm. but I don't know, like for when, when a song is like, written for a movie yeah commissioned yeah uh, uh that, that maybe that's part of the reason i didn't want to pick one of the jason little songs from which is the orient also because the portishead song is the best part of the movie but like it didn't seem right to me do, do you uh is that one of your rules too it is one of my rules i, I it came up for me last year because i was looking at 
on the rocks there's a phoenix song but i i think it's only it's unreleased except yeah. in that movie or on that so- soundtrack um because you know they're, they're the singer is married to sophia coppola yeah um so yeah i kind of have to it's uh, yeah i kind of consider it score in a way even if yeah, it's a song. Makes sense. yeah yeah but yeah uh, when I, you, you put a pin in something, what did you put a pin in? No, that was, I was just, gonna, oh, that was just okay. mentioning. Yeah. The, on the rocks. Yeah. yeah. I thought about it last year when thinking about on the rocks. Did you see the movie that, um, what's, uh, what's her name? Eleanor Coppola. So Sophia's mom, uh, made a movie made a, a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. A couple of years ago called like two days to Paris or something. It's about like a woman, and her husband's friend driving from Cannes to Paris and they like have a sort of, will they, won't they type of thing. Anyway, there's a part when she's like in the car and she's like, listen to the song. My daughter told me about and It's a Phoenix song. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. like two like olds, like trying to be like, yeah, I think I get why this is good or whatever. <laughs> That's a very cute movie. Great. Uh, any, any more honorable mentions? Uh, let me do one last check. Um. No, you covered. Yeah, I think. I think we covered everything. Um, we should have kept a. I, I think we mentioned a good. This is. This goes back to what I talked about. I think we mentioned a good twenty-five songs or something over. Yeah. Between the picks and the honorable mentions and everything else, yeah. You know, I, I'm glad I said this for last. I completely forgot that I wanted to mention this. Um, the um. Uh, who's the name? Now I'm forgetting the name of the director. The hold on, I'm gonna look it up uh, so I don't sound like too much of an idiot. The um, Sion Sono Nicholas Cage vehicle, Prisoners of the Ghost Land. When okay. I, when I saw it through Sundance Virtual, you know, 2021, it had a samurai sword fight set to uh, Time in a Bottle by Jim Croce. Okay, and that was removed. Oh, that was only in the yeah. festival version. It was removed. Uh, it was not in the. Do you know what the, it like, ended up with? I don't know. I didn't. I, I didn't see it. I don't know for sure why they removed it. I've heard a lot of people say that. I guess there were. I, I'm like too cool for school when it comes to some superhero things. I guess there was like an X Men movie a few years ago that had a very memorable scene. Oh yes, a time in a right. bottle. Yes, so I'm, I remember uh, this. I've heard speculation that there was like that's maybe why they removed it. It's like this song is too, because the samurai fight is like also in slow motion a little bit. So oh, yeah. it felt a little too like uh samey, I guess is this. Yeah. I mean, you can go on YouTube, but yeah, it's like, you know, the Quicksilver. Yeah. The really fast guy. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's, I think he's listening to that song. Okay. Somehow even, I don't know. It doesn't really logically Does that make sense. Yeah. But this but, is the um, Evan Peters Quicksilver, not the correct. Aaron Aaron Johnson. Quicksilver. That's yes, that's yeah. correct. All right. Well, I think we did it. Yeah. Um, music's back. Yeah, music's Keep back. It Keep it up, everyone. Let's yeah. Do it again next year. We will do it again next year, and we've got a bunch of uh, Tyler and I have a bunch more like uh, best of twenty twenty one episodes. What's next uh, coming up? Tease it. Well, next week, um, we'll be doing. A profile because it's a oh. because of the number of the tenth. episode yeah uh, but then uh, after that we'll be doing our uh, so in two weeks Tyler and i will be doing our uh what we call best individual achievements where we pick our own sort of best 
actor and actress and director and those sort of like awards categories, but like with an eye towards things that aren't, aren't in the conversation, the, the underseen or the yes. neglected. Yeah. 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 O- overlooked um, yeah. individual achievements. So we're doing that in, in, in two weeks uh, until then you can find us at battleshipretention.com. You can probably find reviews of a bunch of the movies that we talked about today at battleshipretention.com. You can email us at David at battleshipretention.com or Tyler at battleshipretension.com. You can follow me, David on Twitter at Davy pretension. Also, please make sure to check out my other podcast. It's called the one where I met your mother. And it's a podcast in which my wife and I uh, watch an episode of Friends, an episode of How I Met Your Mother, uh, and recap, compare, contrast, uh, read straight out of the Trader Joe's Fearless Flyer, and plenty of other uh, running jokes that we've uh, come up with over the t- over the time. This this week uh, was a a big one. It was the Friends episode. It was season two, episode thirteen of Bulls. So it was uh, the Friends episode. Was the one after the Super Bowl part two which is the one that stars Julia Roberts and Jean-Claude Van Damme as Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, and the How I Met Your Mother episode is called Columns. Uh, and it's um, the return of uh, Brian Cranston's character as uh, Ted's uh, dickhead boss right. uh, at, at work. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun week. Check that out. Um, the one where I met your mother. And uh, Sean, where can people find you and where can people find Spectre Exits? Find me nowhere, but <laughs> Spectre Exits is on Bandcamp and, and all the streaming services. It's S-P-E-C-T-E-R, even right. though R-E is the, is the superior spelling. We, we are American. We had to go with the E-R. Yeah. Uh, exits, E-X-I-T-S. And uh, we're recording more uh, in, in like three weeks. So oh, that's exciting. We'll have new music out. You'll have new stuff to plug when you're on the, a year from now to talk about the best needle drops of 2022. Hopefully. All right. Um, well, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you at home for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye. I wish we had stopped the recording. No, 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 no. I literally don't know. How do I? There we go. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet. 